It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy Jay. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf guru, the golf fanatic, Uncle Dave. You guys can find him on Twitter as well, at Dave underscore Essler. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Uncle Dave, here we go. Another Tuesday, another golf pod. You and I, we had some pretty good results there last week. Hopefully, we can go ahead duplicate those efforts here once again to PGA. They're going to go ahead. They're going to move to Charlotte, North Carolina for the Wells Fargo Championship. This one will be at Quail Hollow Club. Last year's winner, well, we didn't have one as this event was canceled due to COVID. But Max Homa, he was the winner here in 2019. His odds to go ahead and repeat as winner right now, 35 to 1. Homa, not bad last week there, Uncle Day at the Valspar. I think it'll be interesting how some of these big names, the guys who were off last week do, and some of the big name guys who finished well last week, you know how they're going to do. Uncle Dave and I, we're going to go through our first round leaders as usual. Our top 40s, top 20s, 30s, 10s, 5s. We'll also go ahead, we'll do make and miss the cut, our head-to-heads, and of course, our winners. Before we go and jump into the podcast, guys, let me tell you about betting predators. Right now, we have our NBA premium package up. And that's going to go ahead and deliver some NBA information for you guys for the regular season for just 99 cents. You guys could also go ahead and pick up our playoff package as well. You guys will get DFS plays every day, player props every day. You'll also get our premium articles as well that you won't be able to find anywhere else except at thebettingpredators.com. So if you guys want to go ahead and jump in now, go ahead and give us a trial run, 99 cents, and then our playoff package, forty-nine ninety-nine. So you guys will get that for just under $0.75 cents a day. Uh, you'll get Mackenzie Rivers, myself, stuff from Uncle Dave, Smooth, Chris Dell, uh, the entire crew there at the Betting Predators. So certainly something you guys probably want to go ahead and do before the NBA playoffs get kicked off. Uncle Dave, here we go, Wells Fargo. Let's go ahead and talk about first-round leaders. I'm going to let you go ahead and rip a run on this one first, Uncle Dave. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking that for $0.99, cents, when you were talking, it reminded me of a Taco Bell commercial. First round leaders, I got a couple of sleepy, uh, and this one won't be a surprise to too many people. I've done this before. I like Brian Harmon at sixty to one. You know, the kid just makes cuts. Sixteen out of seventeen, he's been t thirteen or better his last three stroke play events. Always seems to go low early. He's not a long hitter. Superior putter. Thirty third in shots gained total. He was twenty fourth here a couple of years ago with an opening round sixty eight. Uh, and then he blew up on Sunday with an 81. So he knows what not to do here. So plus 190 for top 20 to go ahead and take Brian Harmon as a deal. Um, and there's a reason he's 50 to 1 to win. He has better odds than guys like Fowler Day and Bubba Watson. So, you know, I, you know he's not under the radar to everybody. And then another one, and, and I'm going a little bit of chalk here, is Bryson at 25 to 1. And this is a classic case of. You know, what have you done for me lately? And he hasn't done much lately. And by lately, I mean, you know, Augusta for one thing. And so, you know, his odds are 25 to 1. They probably shouldn't be that high. I think he's got something to prove after that last round of the Masters. He had four bogeys and a double in his last 11 holes. But if you look at his numbers, he's first in shots gained total by a lot, second in scoring average. He was fourth here in 2018, and that was after an opening round of 75 which to me is, I think, is another atonement thing for him. So I got Bryson at 25-1 to 1 to lead after Thursday. Um, probably wouldn't hurt to use him to win as well. All right, good stuff there from Uncle Dave. I have a feeling that the final score here in the first round, 
the one that's going to get it done is going to be either 64 or 65. Now, the final score has gotten better over the last four years. Max Homa last year fired a final score of 269, actually two years ago, and he had a low round of 63. If he could do a 63 again in the first round, I feel very confident that he can go ahead and get the job done. He's going to be 45-1 to to be the first-round leader. And, look, Homa was in it last week, you know, until the back nine on Sunday. But I have a feeling like that might actually get him to go ahead and push the envelope here early. He has been confident in his game in this course with him, you know, being the, the winner the last time out. Uh, Homa definitely has to go in and get a pizza wager in my mind to be the first-round leader at 45-1. to one. I'm not sure if he'll repeat here, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to use him somewhere here, Uncle Dave. And this will be the spot, first-round leader Max Homa. 45 to 1. Let's jump into some top 40s and top 10s. I got two here, Uncle Dave. I want to let you go first here, Uncle Dave. I have a feeling you might have one of these guys, but I'm going to let you go and rip and run. Top 40, top 30, 20s, 10s, 5s, whatever you got there, Uncle Dave. What are you thinking? Well, what I'm thinking is that your pizza bets seem to be doing pretty well. If I remember last week, you had a, a 70 to 1 pizza bet cash, so there is that, Sleepy. Um, I have a bunch of top 20 guys. You guys know that that's kind of been my sweet spot. Uh, maybe top 30s for good money. But I got a few guys I think you probably won't have sleepy. First one's a guy named Matt Jones. A lot of people don't know who he is. Uh, he won a few weeks ago. But the week before he won, yeah, he won the Honda Classic. And actually, the week before that, I sat with his wife on a plane leaving the players. Um, you know, little did I know that she was once in Miss Idaho. So he does have that going for him. You know, the, the guy's long off the tee and a very good putter. I think his iron plays in the middle somewhere, but he's made 14 of 18 cuts, so plus 330, top 20 there for him. Uh, Brendan Todd, you know, we talked about him in a while. He's first in driving accuracy, fifth in shots gained putting. I mean, you know, he's not long, but he does all the little things well. Plus 400 to be top 20. I think he was T18 here uh, two years ago or last time they played this tournament. Um, another guy that I'm still a little bit annoyed at, but I'm going to bet on him anyway, is Grillo. You know, he was uh, fifth in greens of regulation. He was he was T9 here three years ago, shot a 68 first round. He let me down Friday with a 76. Um, we had him as a first-round leader, um, but not the worst bet to take him again as a first-round leader after four rounds in the 60s on Hilton Head at 60 to 1. I think, I think that's probably some pretty good value. And I think you can you can slide him in T20 at, at plus 225. Another guy I haven't used lately that I certainly want to is Webb Simpson. Number one in shots gained scrambling. Fifth in driving accuracy. Again, you know, start and finish well. You know, he was a quiet 12th in Augusta. And I think it was an even quieter ninth in Harbortown where he shot a 64 on Saturday. He's from North Carolina. 18th here two years ago. 21st uh, or 18th here uh Two times ago, in 21st in 2019, that 2020 cancel thing's got me a little screwed up. Uh, so I like him, top 20. Abraham Answer, another top 20 guy, plus 150. I threw him out late last week as an option. Uh, probably should have, like, formally stuck him in due to his recent form. But he's made six straight stroke play cuts, and he's been no worse than 26. So uh, plus 150, T20, or, or maybe probably even money, T30. And those are the guys I'm looking at. Tuesday afternoon, sleepy. All right, certainly some golfers there that we can go ahead and follow there with Uncle Dave. I looked at a couple of those guys myself there, Uncle Dave. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play a top 40 with the guy that played really well last week in Ted Potter Jr. Now, he's been here more than a few times, and he's hit 
and miss here at this event. You know, he's landed inside the top 40 twice here in five trips. Now, he golfed great last week. He was around the top of the leaderboard, you know, for, for pretty much most of the weekend. He fired a really great round last week, and that should make him excited, you know, for this particular venue, I would imagine. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Potter top 40 at plus 450. That's certainly worth the unit in my eyes. I'm also going to go ahead and get chalky here on you, Uncle Dave, with Rory top 20. I feel like this might be the tournament in which Rory kind of shows up and performs at, you know, that elite type of level. Now, you can get Rory top 20 right now with even money. So I don't have to lay any juice, which, you know, that I certainly like. And Rory's won here. He finished here, you know, second, fourth, eighth. Uh, a few times he was in, in the top 10 as well. You know, just looking at the data, you know, over the last like eight or nine years, he's just been rock solid here. And I'll also go ahead and I'll play Rory top five. I do think he contends here, Uncle Dave. Top five ticket for Rory plus 350. And Rory's also the fifth favorite to go ahead and win this event. And I think that there is a, a reason why I'm going to have to have him on my card. So that's what I'll do there, Uncle Dave, for my top 40s, top 10s, top fives. All right, so let's shift over to some make and miss the cut. I'm going to go ahead here, Uncle Dave, and I'm going to play one that... Maybe I need your stamp of approval before I fire away on this one. But I feel pretty good about Keegan Bradley missing the cut here at plus 175. I feel like I'm getting value with this number just based on his performance from last week. And he damn near won the Valspar. But, man, he shot it in the water. I think it was on 15 or 16. And that just did him in. And I was watching that whole thing. You know, I had a, a big ticket there on Sam Burns to go ahead and win. And it was just, it was a terrible shot. And, you know, he had his head down and he knew that, that that was it. And from that point on, he was missing three foot putts. I think he missed two of them. And he just, he absolutely just collapsed. He completely fell apart. And I feel like that result from Bradley might, it might play on his mind here. And there's a chance that, you know, maybe he comes in here and he tries to get ultra aggressive early to try to, you know, have a good, good round and, and, and kind of just shake off what happened last week. But I don't think he's the guy that that you want in, in his head. Uh, maybe an elite type of golfer, you know, a guy who can go ahead and overcome that, maybe like a Justin Thomas or something like that. But I don't feel like Bradley Bradley's that type of guy. I have a feeling he might struggle here, push a little bit too much, you know, be dejected, and maybe he'll be happy to get the hell out of there, you know, after the first two rounds. So I'll go ahead. I'll do that one, Uncle Dave. Keegan Bradley to go ahead and miss the cut. At plus 175, you got any making Mr. Cuts on your card this week? Well, yes, I do. First, I want to digress to Rory. I, I agree with your Rory pick. I almost used him myself, and, and I don't know how you don't, but, um, you know, I'll end up betting more than I'm giving out here. But um, to make him miss the cut, this is interesting, Sleepy. This is very interesting because I also took Keegan Bradley to miss the cut, believe it or not, um, for many of the same reasons, you know, the – the, the make-miss cuts are always crapshoot, and, and there's no real value unless we're taking the elite guys to miss the cut. Um, you know, Bradley's been all over the top 30 the last couple of months, but, you know, prior to that, he was cutting, I think, six of ten events, and you're right, given his recent performance, um, you know, maybe there's mental hangover from that double on 13. I don't know, but, you know, why is he only minus 250 to make the cut? You know, that seems like really cheap. So I agree with you. You know, he, he could shoot a 62 on Thursday, but I think the value is uh, mentally uh, to plus 175 to miss the cut. So 
you you have my stamp of approval, which means they'll probably win. I think that's my only concern there, Uncle Dave, is that he goes out there, he's super aggressive, has an amazing first round. He probably ends up being the first round leader, and you know he demolishes our make and miss the cut ticket. I have a feeling like he's going to go out there, and he's going to just going to try, um, you know, to go ahead and post a really high score. But I just have a feeling mentally, after what I saw last week, I mean, he was just there were there were squirrels juggling knives in his head, uh, coming down, you know, the final last three or four holes. It just didn't look good. I didn't like what I saw, and he golfed really good, you know, th- you know, prior to you know to putting it in the water there. But after that, it was just like, you know, it was an absolute cliff dive. All right, let's jump over to some head-to-heads. Uncle Dave, I won't be shocked if we end up with the same play here. Um, I, I was a little surprised that you had Bradley, to be honest with you, to go ahead and miss the cut. But I won't be shocked if we have the same one here. Head-to-head, now we got a lot to choose from, so this would be a, probably a long shot if we both both land on this one. But I'll let you go first, Uncle Dave. Head-to-heads, what are you thinking? Okay, well, if you have this one, then, you know, something's Something's either really right or really wrong. I took Harold Varner over Kevin Strillman. And a couple of reasons. You know, Varner's from North Carolina, not only from North Carolina, but he's also a card-carrying member of Quail Hollow. So, you know, he played well at Harbortown. He finished second. Another one that was very quiet second, as everyone did, to Stuart Sink. And Strillman just hasn't done it for me. You know, he, he had his little run last fall, I think, of when we were on him and he was playing well. And I think I tried to use him a week or two ago and, you know, he just doesn't cut it for me. But I like Varner a lot. Um, I think you can use him in a few other places. But matchup-wise, I, I like him over Strelman quite a bit. All right. Well, that wasn't the one I had there, Uncle Dave. But I, I don't think you'll I don't think you'll disapprove of this one. I'm going to go right back to Faden Bradley here in a head-to-head. You know, I, I can go ahead. I can get Ricky Fowler at minus 105. Look, Ricky, you know, he hasn't been very good. But I think the dynamics of, you know, this entire year, could play a role for him coming into this tournament. You know, he's been cut out of events. He hasn't golfed in like the last three weeks. But Ricky's, you know, last best tournament was the last one he was in, and that was at the Valero where he shot minus five T17. You know, that has to be encouraging to him. And, you know, it's got to piss him off that, you know, that he was, you know, cut out of the Masters. So I have a feeling like he comes in here motivated. I think he comes in here confident. And Ricky wants to go ahead and prove a point that, you know, his results at this course, you know, have been very good. But, and I'm also not sure that he's actually even been cut here, you know, over the last 10 years. I went back and looked, but, you know, he's won here. He's had some top fives, some top eights. Actually, he was T8 the last time that he was here. And he does have a bunch of top 30 finishes here at this venue as well. So I think Fowler is maybe a dark horse to go ahead and make some noise. And he'll be in, I think he'll be in the in the running with some of the top tier finishes. Not sure if he'll win, but I do believe he'll he'll be hanging around here. I'll probably look at him, Uncle Dave, maybe in some, you know, top 40s, top 30s, top 20s, you know, depending on the price. I haven't actually, you know, laid any money on those particular wagers yet, but they are on my radar. So I'll go ahead. I'll do that, Uncle Dave. I'll play Fowler. And normally, you know, I would be really reluctant to go ahead and lay my money on him. But the fact that I'm going to fade Bradley this week, and I think a lot of people probably just aren't even looking at Ricky because that's a guy that, you know, you and I have either faded, stayed away. We really haven't said anything positive. But I do believe his last result at the Valero and the fact that he's been cut out of events, he's been off for three weeks now. I think it's going to go ahead and maybe maybe it could go ahead and shape him up and get him back to playing good golf again. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to do that minus 105 and Fowler over Bradley head to head. 
I feel like that's pretty good. How are you feeling about Ricky maybe heading into this one against Bradley with that particular wager? Yeah, well, I can see your point. If we're if we're we're betting Bradley to miss the cut, then if he does, you don't need Ricky to do a whole lot to to win that head to head matchup. I guess my only concern is now I now I have two times money on Keegan Bradley. So if he does shoot at sixty two on Thursday, well, sorry for your luck. But yes, I you know Ricky's one of those guys. You know, it's kind of like betting on football or any other sport for that matter. You know, you. You think of oh, the Milwaukee Bucks or, or or the Kansas City Chiefs or whoever, you know, they've, they've not done well and people will bet on them figuring that they do well. The do theory is not something you want to bet on. And for me, you know, I won't bet on them until they have actually done something and he hasn't done anything. So I would tend to think that your logic is probably correct. All right. Well, that makes me feel pretty good that you're going to go ahead and give me your stamp of approval on that one. Uh, let's jump over to some winners here, Uncle Dave. Now, last week I did have a big winner on Sam Burns, 70-1, to 1, but I did not give that out on the podcast. I actually gave out Sam Burns uh, top 40 plus 150. I ended up plugging that one in late. Yeah, Uncle Dave, I'll tell you the story about that one. My buddy and I, we went ahead, and, uh, you know, he's always talking crap. I'm always talking crap. And we both decided, you pick eight guys, I'll pick eight guys. And you're like, all right, cool. So he sends his list over. I send my list over, and I'm looking at it. And then I'm sitting at the end of the night, and I won a couple hundred bucks from betting baseball that day. So I start firing all my golf stuff that um, that I had to go ahead and do it. And one of the last plays, I actually think it was the last play that I made, I had 27 bucks left in my account that I wanted to go ahead and spend. So I went ahead, I put it on Burns, but I was going to end up putting it on another guy. And I noticed, I went back and I looked at his card, and I'm like, does he have him? and his eight guys, and sure enough, he did. And I'm like, well, I don't want him to win and then me to win, and he'll be like, oh, you stole my guy, da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, all right. So I'm like, I liked Burns. I'm like, you know, the odds of him cashing, you know, he was 90-1 to on DraftKings when I, you know, when we did our podcast, but I bet him at 70-1. to But it was a nice ticket. It was good to go ahead and get one of those to cash. I think I got a couple guys here. I do have a long shot. I got an 85-1 to shot, and then I do have a chalky guy. Let me go ahead and give you the chalky guy here first, Uncle Dave. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Victor Hovland, who I haven't played at all this entire season. But I feel like, you know, he's one of the top golfers. He's really trying to make a name for himself. And I think a win here for him would actually be really great. And he's coming off of a really solid outing, you know, at the Valspar last week. It's not exactly the greatest of prices. You can go ahead and get him at 20 to 1 to go ahead and win this event. I certainly think that he's probably in the group of guys that are teeing off here later in the day on Sunday. So I'll go ahead. I'll play Victor Hovland at 20 to 1. That's my chalk play there, Uncle Dave. I do have two long shots, but I'll go ahead. I'll give you the floor before I go ahead and give those out. What winners are you looking at? Well, I mentioned earlier Webb Simpson, um, and I will use him. He's done well here, and and uh, I think he's another guy that because he hasn't done any sort of big stuff lately. I mean, he's played well. He was he was 12th at the Masters and and uh, played well at Hilton Head. But he hasn't won, so he hasn't been in the news. And he's, he's still number one in shots gained scrambling. So I will play Webb, um, not tremendous value. He's definitely, uh, you know, he's 20 to 1. I mean, it's not, not chalk, but not real value. Um, my, my chalk one that I will play, and I don't usually do this, but I can't not, is John Rahm. Nine top tens in 13 tournaments, second shots gained tee to green, fourth in greens in regulation, hasn't missed a cut, 
hasn't had a round over 72 since last September. Uh, I just think the course is made for him at 10 to 1. Um, and I will also play him top 10 at plus 110. And then the third guy I'm going to do is not long shots because, you know, there's only been four first-time winners in 31 events this year. We had one last week. Um, not to say we won't this week, but the odds are against it. Uh, if we do, I bet Tony Finau, he's made the cut in every event he's played. So that's step one. He's had eight top 10 finishes. He's from Salt Lake City, and my daughter was there yesterday, so there is that. It's kind of like sitting next to uh, Matt Jones's wife, you know. If I have to take someone that's never won to make it two weeks in a row for a first-time winner, I'll take Finau at, at 26 to 1. All right, well, there you go with Uncle Dave's big winners. Hopefully, go ahead and cash a ticket with those guys. If we cash a ticket with these two that I give out, I think we're going to have a lot of happy people. Here's a goofy one here, Uncle Dave. 150 to 1. Here's a guy who's been under par, you know, for his last three events, and he's had some good finishes here. And not only that, you know, he does have a ton of experience here. As I mentioned, 150 to 1. I think he's alive to actually show up, and that's going to be Kyle Stanley. He's getting very little respect, and I think that this course is a course that he enjoys playing at, and he actually pl- plays well there. So maybe it's just tailor-made for his particular game. You know, when I went through and I looked at the results, I'm like 150-1 for Kyle Stanley. He showed up a couple times, you know, in and around, you know, top 20s, top 30s, top 10s. So I'll go ahead. I'll give him I'll give him a look. And then my final winner here, I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Lucas Glover. At 85 to 1. Now, I used him last week and he showed up, you know, on my final day with my fantasy league. And, you know, that was pretty good. That helped me out. He finished a Valspar at minus two, but he did have a Saturday round of 77, which just absolutely ruined his potential, you know, at a top finish. And look, it happens. But his form here has actually been really good. He's won here before a few top tens. His last visit here was a T31. And if I can get Glover at 85 to 1, it makes a lot of sense to me. Now, if he can come through with, you know, his iron play and getting off of the tee, I think he'll be, I think he'll be okay. But the, the question for him is going to be, can he putt? And if he could putt this week with how he was hitting it off the tee and with how he was playing his irons last week, I think he could be very, very live. And I won't be shocked after last week if he gets kind of aggressive. And if that pays off on Thursday or Friday, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if we see him hanging around. If he could just go ahead and put everything together, it seems like he's, you know, just a little bit here, a little bit there away. So at 85 to one, feel like those odds are correct, but I have a feeling like his game and his play, and he's just that close to going ahead and, and being, you know, in there with that Sunday group uh, later in the day. I feel like we should go ahead and probably do that. So that'll wrap up all our stuff there for the Wells Fargo there, guys. We went ahead, we gave you our first round leaders. Uh, all our top 40s, top 10s, top 20s, head-to-heads, missed the cuts, and, of course, our winners. That I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, guys, jump over to bettingpredators.com. Uh, right now, for the rest of the regular season for the NBA, you guys can go ahead and get our premium stuff there for just 99 cents. Again, that is at bettingpredators.com. You guys can find me on Twitter at sleepyj underscore pregame. You can get Uncle Dave at Dave underscore Essler. And, as always, you guys can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web. Pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the games.